Turn that shizzle off. Thought maybe this would fit in with the theme. Okay. You know. Oh, would you rather do the blues? Do the blues? Huh? Oh, you don't know the blues? Well, hello and welcome back. It's been a very long time. Music with the doctors here at Kensington Studios. I am Dr. Andrew Grau. And I am Dr. Ethan Felsky. And today we have a very special guest with us. However, we're gonna, I'm going to take a few moments to go off on a small tangent. I had a, as this is music with the doctors, I had quite a great musical experience last night. Tell us about it. Yeah, last night um, I went to Flushing Town Hall, which is a great cultural and art center. Uh, they do a lot of music produ- uh, music concerts and stuff there. Uh, and because I'm a, a Queens College alumni, I get money off tickets. So last night, I got to see for $20 my first initial uh, inspiration towards jazz, Christian McBride, with Jimmy Heath and Barry Harris. I mean, these guys are just monsters of jazz. I mean, we're talking about, like, these guys were around when Charlie Parker was playing. Like, they, like Barry Harris and uh, Jimmy Heath both I mean, they were playing during the bebop era. They just know they they are the history of jazz. And actually, Jimmy Heath started the jazz program at Queens College. So it just it, I've seen him play before. I've seen Barry Harris play before. But I was so excited to see Christian McBride. And the one thing I really took away from it was how much these guys enjoyed playing. I mean, they really only just played some pretty simple standards. Right. But they just... Christian McBride was smiling the entire time. I've never seen anyone just that happy to play, that happy to be on stage with people. And they're all just kind of jabbing and talking to each other. It was fantastic. I just was blown away by it. Well, I'm glad you had a good night. It, it was great. So now, with our guest, here's a little introduction. He's a doctor from way back. Ethan and I have both known him for going on oh. six years now, six, seven years. Wow, yeah, you're right. Please introduce. I forgot how old I am. <laughs> Forget. Please, sometimes. please would like to introduce Doctor Michael Camfer. Hello, Doctor Michael Hello. Camfer. Hello, Doctor Grau and uh, Doctor Feldstein. Hello. 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 Welcome. Well, okay. So let's just get started off right away. Could you just give us a little bit uh, about yourself? Sure. Uh, as you stated, my name is Michael Camfer. I am a musician, a uh, musical entrepreneur, a self-titled sexiest man alive. Mm. Um. <laughs> He likes long walks on the beach. Of course, long walks on the beach. I'm not a big pina colada fan. Um, (laughs) Do you like your penises? Fat and flaccid. Fat and Um, flaccid. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I enjoy, I'm I'm a laid back guy. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, And I enjoy some good music. Well, let's, let's dive right into that since we are... Music by the doctors here first. Music. So, Mike, what instrument do you play? I play uh, two instruments, one more than the other. I play the bass, the electric bass. Mm-hmm. Um, I also play some keys. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I love it. It's you great. love it? <laughs> so what what were some of your musical influences as a kid? Because we all have to start somewhere. There has to be that initial thing that says, yeah, bass, that's cool. I want to do that. All right, so uh, going back, 
I'd say my music influences definitely started with my dad. If he actually knew how to put music on his iPod, we would have basically the same one. <laughs> um, I just grew up listening to the radio stations that he grew up listening to, classic rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, got me into uh, Billy Joel, which I mean, I was all, I'm also from Long Island originally. So it's a and it's kind of yeah, like it's a thing. In, you have to like him. yeah, you're, otherwise you're, you're not allowed to. You're kind of indoctrinated, and it's in your blood to love Billy Joel. Now I have a question for yeah. you. You said you like the same music as your dad, pretty much. Yeah. Now. I don't know if this was just me, but I always wanted to like different music from my parents mm-hmm. just because I didn't want it because it was lame to like my parents' yeah. music, at least when I was younger. <laughs> it wasn't something I was going to listen to. And then as I got older, I you know I incorporated more things that, that he liked and that mm-hmm. I enjoy because, you know, yeah. it's good music. But then there's still some stuff that I just can't get into. You know, he's a big Spyro Gyro fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting to me. Yeah, no, I was always I've for some reason I've always been like into the same music as my dad, give or take. We're we're big blues kind of guys. Mm. Um I guess w- uh, to which what uh to what you were saying with not liking it, there goes comes my mom who's into like her disco and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, I love the disco baselines. Hey, don't don't yeah. hate on disco cuz they're uh they're, they're pretty cool, but uh overall I would say I'm more of a rocker. Yeah. Um, but Billy Joel, yeah, he got me. That was uh, after really getting into Billy Joel, I was like, I want to play the piano. So that was like my first instrument, oh. playing the piano. Was it um, Piano Man that got you into I don't even know. It was just, I, I just couldn't stop playing it. I, it's, it's ridiculous, but Billy Joel was my bar mitzvah theme, as cool as that is. So you think you're a big shot, did you? I am you? a big shot, yeah. Did you? <laughs> Wait, so I saw what you he, did there. he was... He was your entire theme. Yeah, each table was a different <laughs> album. Because that's because no, no. As ridiculous as that sounds, <laughs> that's a Long Island. Because thing. no, no, no. It. Listen, I can I can relate to that because I had a I had a bar mitzvah theme as well. Yeah, and originally I wanted to do a Giants theme. Okay, but it didn't seem right because I was. I was saying, what am I going to do? One football team have a different player as each table or something? So mm-hmm. instead, I just did a generic football theme. Yeah, and then. My table was the Giants' table. Ooh. Yeah. And then so, the yeah. people I didn't like were at the Eagles' table. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, yeah, no, each table was a different album. Um, All right. Yeah, it was, it was good times back then. Um, but then I started breaking off into some more uh, heavier kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I heard about this band, Led Zeppelin. And I was like, who are these guys? And then I started listening, and I heard Cashmere, and everything's been different since. And you just that, did it. I was like, did it. when I heard that song, I was like, what is this? I've never heard anything like this before. This is unbelievable. And I dove in, and I haven't stopped. I got every album, and then I moved on. I uh, got really into Pink Floyd. I got really into The Who, Queen, all those classic guys. Sure. Uh, moved on into now more psychedelic like psychedelic music um but yeah that's with that zeppelin uh john paul jones that oh, was, yeah i saw him and oh, i was yeah. like boom mm. basis for me let's yeah. do it well that's that's really awesome so uh you went to undergrad with with both yes of, of his doctors yes. so we already know this answer In but Oneonta. please for our for our listeners what did you go to school for i went to school for music industry that's the biggest the biggest field there and is you it took the biggest or is it education now? I think education and is music it? industry it's, is it, maybe it's a tie. whatever it is. Who cares about education? Uh, 
I'm gonna anyway mm-hmm. educators. So and you took you took bass lessons there. Who was I who, did? Uh, who was who was your bass teacher? And uh, my can bass you, teacher can you t- was tell a few stories. <laughs> Rich Mullen, Ricard Mullen. Um, stories. Jeez. Um, <laughs> he is an interesting cat. Um, <laughs> is this what our did, time? What did you, what did you <laughs> learn from him? Yeah, what did I learn from him? Because it's a ama- because what's fascinating to me is that you could actually learn from him. I love the guy. Yeah, no, I, I actually I learned so much from him. It's it, great. It was, I don't know. It, it, every lesson was like an adventure. He would give me, uh, <laughs> he would give me some sort of like uh, etude or a jazz tune usually because he was he's all in the jazz. Which, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, I like I think that made me a much better bassist even yeah. though i don't play jazz i play rock um it's definitely put another element mm-hmm. into my abilities sure um and we would just have the most ridiculous time he'd give me this tune and i would come in have it half learned and you go man you're sounding great check it out you can play it this way too and he'd just go off on his bass and i'm thinking i've been taking classes with you for four years <laughs> you know i can't do it that well, I, the thing i never understood with him is that when i would go in for a lesson i would never do anything and then at the end he would tell me how great i'm doing and I <laughs> yeah. said, you didn't I, I did nothing for you i, I haven't <laughs> i haven't proven anything his, his, his the quote the quote that ethan and i have come up with with him was is this our time? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If that, if there, like, if there was a yearbook and he needed a quote, that would be it. Because you'd show up for your lesson, same time every day for the entire semester, and just, hey man, is this our time? Not only that, it's not like his schedule was posted yeah. on his door. Yeah, it's like he doesn't <laughs> take a look at yeah. it. That That's also crazy. sometimes I, you wouldn't even have the lesson. He, I've I've <laughs> gone there and he's been like, yo man, you want to go get lunch? <laughs> So we just went off and got lunch instead of had a lesson. It was, I mean, he was a, he was a really like laid back guy. Yeah, um, but you got something out of it, yeah. and he really helped yeah. you. So that's fantastic. Well, we are going to take a short break here at Kensington Studios with our producer Phil Rosenberg, giving us lots of thumbs ups and yeah, yeah, iced yeah. coffees, oh, fully dancing like a champ over there. So we're going to take a break for music with the doctors. I'm Doctor Andrew Grau, and I am Doctor Ethan Feldstein. We'll be right back. Music, music with, with the doctors. doctors we are back here at kensington studios music, music with, with the doctors. doctors we are back music with the doctors i'm dr andrew grau and i am dr ethan feldstein we're here at kensington studios with our guest dr michael camfer hello so we're interviewing him about him his life's his musics his things so we want to keep going on the talking a little bit about the wonderful place that SUNY Oneonta was. What were some of the uh, the clubs that you were involved in? I knew that you were, you were in a few that were very musically related and inclined. I was. Um, yeah, I was part of the radio station uh, WONY ninety point nine FM, um, where I had my own uh, radio show. It was awesome. And what was your DJ name? <laughs> I was DJ Mike King Kong. Yes. Why? Why? King Kong? <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm curious. No, it's freshman year. Uh, before we would go out to party, I would always blast the song called King Kong, and it was by Jibs. It was the most ridiculous song. It, it, but it the uh, one of the biggest. I guess it was the chorus part. I don't know. The if tag. It, the, the tag of yeah. the song was if you hear. Before you see me, I got King Kong in the trunk. So it was just a bit, it was like a good pump up song. So I was just like, all right, let's just take King Kong 
DJ, I, for a while I was DJ King Kong, but then I got a little egotistical. And I was like, I need to have my name in there. There you go. And actually last year, both both Dr. Feldstein and myself were guests during the Wony Alumni Weekend. Yes. That was that was a hell of a show, too. That was a big... That was a big yeah, group. we know how to do it. We we just randomly talked about crap for told, like told a lot of two hours. Stories. It yeah. was it was a good time. So now this is this is another pretty directed question. But were you in any ensembles when you were there? Because we we've interviewed other alumni of mm-hmm. Oneonta, and you know they talked about their ensembles. What? Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was in the R and B band playing the bass. But what uh, was the R and B band was, called? Uh, we were. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Riblets. <laughs> really, and the Riblets. First year we did it, or the first semester I did it. We also had a horn section called the Hornistas, <laughs> and uh, this ensemble was led by good old Rich Mullen, <laughs> Ricard Mullen. Uh, yeah, so he ran it, and each time he was like, yo, man, you guys, you get the riblets. And he didn't, that's it. That was his I- involvement. He d- he told us our name. He told us uh, the date of our concert, and that was it. Everything else was on us. So first year, I kind of just sat back. I was like, all right, let's do this. Rock and roll, kind of playing along. And then the next year, I did it again. And um, this time, I was the only one that returned. So I was like, all right, I'm taking control. I led the band. I was like, all right, we're doing this, guys. We're doing that. I know what we're doing because he, the Rich Mall's not doing anything. Yeah. Those were, those were, those were some really good, good times. times. Man. Those I, were, I, yeah. I, there were some really good musicians that I played with in that. Usually, the drummers were killer. Oh, yeah. That'd have to be. Oh, my God. They're, they're some of the best drummers I've ever played with. Yeah, so really, really, really fun time at at Sinianta. So now, now post post college, you yeah, were post college. You were actually one of the first people I knew to get to get a job straight out of college. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, and it's for a music company it's of all things. It is for a music. So company. could you actually just tell us what what do you do now for a job? Yeah, sure. Um, I work for uh, the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers, ASCAP for short. Um, I work in the repertory department dealing with the catalogs of songwriters and publishers. Make sure that the information is correct and that these people are getting paid correctly. Ah. So, so basically that's, that's what you do. You just... Yeah. You, you you so how does how a does day, give us a day in the a life day in yeah the and the life. day in the life of oh, a rep- wake, repertory wake up um, starting from when you wake up in the morning starting from my wake up well I wake up I take a, a hot shower nice um have some coffee yeah, right. you need some um sure. life blood yeah um hit the train which now is since I just moved to Astoria is a million times better commute. It's like 30 minutes instead of like an hour. Yeah. So that is just so much better. Um, get in, uh, check some emails, figures things out, because usually there's some issue in the morning. There's some uh, writer or publisher that's going, I didn't get my money or there I, I this the somebody registered our song incorrectly, so I got to fix that. Um, basically, I just handle a lot of like, Stuff like that to handle a bunch of disputes because mm. you've got one writer over here saying I I wrote the whole song uh, just by myself, and then you got another writer over here going uh, I was I was there the whole time when I wrote the lyrics. So and that's and that's your department. You, you yeah, I, we do, I deal with a lot of like those uh, discrepancies and disputes. 
and that's important that 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 artists associations like that are out there. <clears throat> yeah. Now, since you guys, I know I already know a little bit about ASCAP because I've applied there a hundred thousand times, even with <laughs> even with a referral from people in the department, like yeah, a legit. I, s- I sent you sent in your resume. Hey. That that all aside, how does a not for profit organization like that stay open? Um. All right, yeah, so we give out licenses to music users. So those music users are uh, television stations, Mm -hmm. radio stations, uh, musical venues. So the Garden, they have licenses. Um, A lot of the smaller rock venues, they'll also have licenses. Mm -hmm. Um, And that basically, that license allows them to play ASCAP's music. Okay. So we have like a huge repertory. We have... Beyonce, Jay Z, John Mayer, um, Justin Bieber. Nice. Uh, yeah, I like Biebs. I like Bieber I, Fever. I, I like BMI more now. <laughs> <laughs> they got Lady, they got Lady Gaga. I actually like her. I, I don't I, mind her. No, I actually, I don't. I haven't heard her new song. Uh, well, I I heard her new song and one. I was just like, it, it, I wasn't thrilled with her new song. I haven't been thrilled with her songs. You know, honestly, I'm still getting over the fact that Blurred Lines is is famous, so just don't even... I don't know anything about modern music. Let's move past this. Let's move that. So, so how does does ASCAP, I guess, survive in the shrinking music industry? Because things are shrinking. We actually had my roommate on here, and she she works for a publisher. We can't really say the name because she needs to get permission from her boss. She, She never said it? She never said what she worked for, but she works for a music publisher. I don't know. Her boss is weird. I don't imagine your boss is weird because it's, it's, it's ASCAP. Yeah, they were huge. ASCAP, yeah. yeah it's the biggest uh, it performing the biggest. rights organization, I think, in the world. But how... Yeah. Well... But definitely in the U.S. Well, because I, I know that each country has its own version of ASCAP. Yes. ASCAP is not international. It's Correct. only national. So how does it survive in the shrinking music industry world and how everything's going online, everything's, you know, downloaded, all that kind of... Media is mm-hmm. so... We're overstimulated by all the media we can get and we can get it all for free. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. Um, but th- we've got people in the company who are working their butts off to make sure that the writers are getting their money um mm. they are constantly working deals especially now with the internet stuff there's a, a lot of issues with pandora there's a lot of issues with um i don't YouTube. know I, yeah youtube uh yeah. spotify all those guys they're they're working deals out they're trying to make sure that whatever is played that those writers and publishers are getting their money yeah because actually there were when i was at the concert yesterday there was a little panel beforehand when they were just talking to them and uh this this guy asked this kind of tongue-in-cheek question he goes oh so what kind of what new artists do you listen to and that's a really bad thing to ask people that were from the bebop area that's like that's like a really dumb thing to say well it's also very i mean just new artists in general yeah there's so much out there and 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 this one guy and the one guy jimmy heath was just like listen i'm glad you guys have youtube but i have a ton of original compositions on there and haven't seen a dime from it so that's what i think about your new music yeah Yeah, and youtube is a tough one uh because there's just it it especially with payments you need to reach like x amount of plays because you could have like a thousand plays but that's like it, it compared to what you he- would hear on radio it's nothing yeah yeah that's 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 you also need to true. have a couple million um really quick uh you're in a band. I yeah, am in a band. Let's, let's get into that. Tell us about uh, this project. Yeah, uh, I'm in a band called Manic Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, please, everybody, check it out. We got Facebook. We got a Reverb Nation. Um, you can find us Manic Planet Band on Twitter. 
Um, yeah, it's a, a collective of some people that I actually met at work and uh, in college. Uh, we play alternative rock with got funk, blues, and groove kind of influences. Um, it's good times. We're currently working on our first single. Now, why, why the name Manic Planet? Um, where does that where does that stem from? Actually, we just had like a big brainstorming session for like a couple of months. We had a Google document where we just started. We anything popped in our head, we would just write it down. Names, horny weasels. We for a little while we were sidewalk chalk society. Yeah, that, I'm glad you changed it. That's terrible. And then did Keith come up with that one? I came up with that one. Oh, thanks. That's still terrible. Thank you. Um, and then Keith actually came up with Manic Planet. He, <laughs> Keith is our guitarist, um, and he Former was roommate. like, um, "Yeah, he came up with Manic Planet. We loved it. We we're like, let's do it." Well, that's great. We are going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk more about Manic Planet because I know we are here at Kensington Studios. Yeah, we are here at Kensington Studios. And <laughs> we're trying to have our background music sync up with 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 Manic Planet, but um, we'll get to figure it out when we come back. And uh, we're here at Kensington Studios. This is Music with the Doctors. We'll be right back. All right. We are Music with the Doctors back here at Kensington Studios. I'm Dr. Andrew Grau. And I am Dr. Ethan Feldstein. And we're here returning with our guest... Dr. Michael Canfer, and just before the last break, we were talking about his band, Manic Planet, who I unfortunately am the bad friend and haven't seen play yet, but... I have I, a confession to make, too. I haven't either. And I really want to, especially because, <laughs> you know, I'm such good friends with Mike, and I used to uh, live with the, with the guitar player, Keith. I used to actually be in bands with Keith, too. Um, we'll try to get him out here for, yeah. for a segment, because he's uh, what I feel is a very talented songwriter, very good guitarist, you know, all around very funny, witty person. Um, but enough about him. We're talking about Mike. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting right here. So I love Keith, but yeah. So we just me. we just got a little bit of an intro to Manic Planet. Now, the thing that I think is funniest about your band, from what you've told me, is that you all have girlfriends. So what's the point of being in a band if you're not getting women and everyone has a girlfriend? Um, well, you just killed our uh, our image. <laughs> <laughs> Only you guys there knew that. There we go. <laughs> Tarnishing the image. Of yeah, me. man. <laughs> no. Um, Does anyone throw panties up on the stage? Not yet. Bras. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> we just we just love music. Um, we got together just kind of a- after work one day and just started playing. And we're like, hey, we kind of like this. Let's, let's see where this goes. Um, that was over a year ago. and Oh, you guys have been around for... For, for a little bit, been around, almost been around. Almost as long. Played, we played a bunch of different shows. We uh, usually played at uh, Parkside Lounge in Lower East Side. We've I like that played. place; it's really it's, good. It's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. good. We played at Spike Hill in Brooklyn. That's mm. a nice. Place. Um, we played at the Bitter End a while back. We just played Arlene's Grocery. Um, yeah, I've heard I've heard differing things about that. I've heard a lot of people say they love Arlene's groceries, but I've also had a lot of people be like, "I can't stand it there." I've, I've never been there. It's it's a cool place. Um, the people there are super friendly. Ah. Um, decent sound. Hmm. Um, and the stage is nice and big. Oh yeah, and that that uh, we love that because we get to move around. It's five piece band, so yeah, it gets a little so, crowded. Yeah, so definitely g- love that. Give us give us a little 
inside to your band dynamic. You, you, know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to worry about talking a little bit of smack. That's okay. Band dynamic. Um, there's a lot of strong personalities. <laughs> uh, I, I have to admit that I'm one of them. I can be kind of brash sometimes. Um, the Sam Kinison. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, we actually found out when I'm really hungry, tired, and have a bad uh, headache, I can be kind of a uh, a jerk. Well, Take some um, Tylenol. Yeah. Get it together, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, we it's basically we have um, every more or less everybody's contributing some songs to it. I have a song. Uh, Keith has a song. Mm-hmm. Um, our singer, Rick, has a song. And our guitarist, John, has a song. Um, and we have a, a, a bunch of them. We do a bunch of covers. But it usually whoever has brought the song in, it kind of controls that practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we throw in our P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's important for everyone to voice mm-hmm. their opinions yeah. and to really make it what they want. Usually what ends up happening is the guitarists will bring us, bring me a song or bring the band a song and they don't know how to write for bass. Oh, sorry. They don't know how to write for bassists. No, of course not. They're guitar so I kind of just, I'll take that and I go, okay, I'll figure something out. And, and yeah. I'd like to play around it. It's fun that way. Definitely. That's great. I mean, it's a little better, honestly, than I I really hate it when this happens, and this happens to me all too much. Mm-hmm. People, whenever I'm like first in a, like a new situation musically, and you know I'm playing, and I go, "What do you want me to play here?" Oh, I just play what you feel. No, I will not. <laughs> if I play what yeah. I feel, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Tell me what you want me to do, and it's nice that they write mm-hmm. it out, even if it's wrong. It's yeah, still nice no, that they write they, it out. They'll give me something. They'll be like, "Hey, play this," and like a bassist wouldn't play that, but I, I know so I know what you're trying to go for, and I'll, I'll work. So you that. play around with it and kind of make it your own. Yeah, exactly. That's fitting, especially yeah. especially in funk, bass is kind of important. Bass mm-hmm. kind of does bass things. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I I like having. Uh, I usually keep my mids kind of low. I like having that the the lows kind of high Ooh. and the the highs kind of high. Yeah. So I like having that like rumble in sound on the bottom, but that melodic on uh, top. Yeah, that's okay. so. That's I like playing around with that. That's cool. Um, I like to be all over the bass. You well, gotta you gotta make love to that bass. You you and you have a really nice one too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about yeah, well, looking what, for some new what ones. What kind of bass do you have? I have a uh, a check. Nah, <laughs> I have a uh, I have a Schecter Diamond Series. It's Ooh. um, uh, what is it? Wood paneled. There's no like finish on it or anything like that. It's, it's nice. I've played uh, around with it. I like it. It's yeah. a nice space. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no. So the the dynamic it's 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 interesting. We've definitely had our arguments. We any like any band we fight. Um, but at the end of the day, we love playing with each other. So now, do you guys have future plans where you wanna where you wanna take the band? Were you guys um, aren't there yet? Yeah, no. We we're talking. We're right since right now we're b- dealing with uh, working on putting out a single. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we are going to try to play many shows and save up so we can put out an EP. Sure. Uh, maybe do a Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. How and many people have been at your shows on average? Would you say? On average, we get about. 40 to 50 okay whoa nice. no that's great who, um, are, who are you inviting out can they come see me play jesus <laughs> facebook man facebook yeah man we it. we got we got a decent uh following we have a, a big over 50 crowd which is weird <laughs> um, it's usually my parents hey, that's, that's my parents and they bring their friends oh, but we have yeah. a but we have a big uh like 21 to about i don't know 28 you're, kind of crowd you're appealing too. to all the generations yeah. that's not a bad thing Yes, yeah, because we do kind of rock stuff. I've heard uh, we got like 
uh, chili pepper kind of vibe sometimes. Yeah. Some rage yep. thrown in. See, that's that's the problem with with jazz. Yeah, nobody yeah. nobody I cares. Thought, I thought you were gonna say that's the problem with kids today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a problem with kids today. It's just you know, especially especially because um, I've seen your singer, and from what you've told me, he's like a kind of Bruno Marsy kind of person. Um, he he looks like Bruno Mars, but he's like hi, him on stage. He like he what is it? He channels uh, Mick Jagger. See, he is like. Mick Jagger incarnate just up on stage moving it shaking it because his two favorite people are Mick Jagger and Michael Jackson see okay so that that's where that's where he and I like uh Rick and I just like kind of instantly bonded I was like Michael Jackson he's like Michael Jackson I'm like oh. so him and I him and I are dancing up on stage the whole see, time and you know it's not that you can't dance when you play jazz it's just it's more like look at me I'm playing all these things yeah. look at me listen no, to we, it yeah, we try to have fun up there um, dancing playing pointing at each other trying to get the audience involved of course. It's, it's a good time so do you find it hard to book gigs because I find it extremely hard and not to mention you know I kind of have to I feel bad not paying my musicians because honestly, all the gigs I get aren't paid yeah. very well at all. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, how, how does that go? Finding the gigs, it's it's interesting. Some of them uh, we've we've gone and uh, we've dealt with uh, the venues straight up, um, and I've had a couple of issues where um, where. We've booked a show and we had it booked for months, and then like at the last minute they'll change our time, and we're just like, "Are you kidding me? You're, you're, you're driving us crazy." So we have had that a couple of times with some of the venues, uh, but honestly, if you have a a band and your information's out there on your websites, on your Facebook, there are booking agencies that find you and they're like, "Hey, we're putting on a show at uh, Desmond's Tavern. Mm. Can you play on this date?" Mm. And then. There's like usually some sort of uh, cut that they'll get, but yeah, we've we've done that a couple times. So it's it's a combination of us uh, just directly dealing with the venues and going through some booking people. That's great. And uh, and again, where can people find you guys? People can find us on our Reverb Nation. <coughs> they can find us uh, just on Facebook if you type Manic Planet. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Manic Planet Band. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who can't spell manic, manic, M A N I C, and case. planet P L A N E T. So it's give important. us before before we wrap up and sign off here. What are some uh, upcoming shows that people can come check out? Yes, uh, <laughs> come check out. We're playing at the Bitter End on November thirteenth. It's Wednesday, and that day we will be releasing our new single. So be there. You'll get it for free if you show Ooh. up. Ooh. I know I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there as well, especially because the Bitter it. End has has some very good selections of beers. Oh, yeah. The and Bitter for Manic a good time. Planet, too. And for Manic Planet. you got to go over there for Manic Planet, Andy. <laughs> um, and then in December, December 7th, we have a show at Desmond's Tavern. <gasps> no way. I have a show December 5th. Whoa. Those are two days apart. You should come. I might... It's going to be such a great week, guys. Yeah. Uh, week. So, yeah, definitely check us out. Um, hook us up. Become friends with us. Um, yeah, and we love you. Okay. All right. Thanks, thanks for being here, Mike. Oh, really was, this was a blast. It. Thank you. This is, this is our triumphant return to music with the doctors. So here. happy to be back. So here so at Kensington back. Studios with our, let's say thank you to our producer, Phil. Thank you. Phil Rosenberg, who just, you know. Hooks us up with some coffees and sandwiches and makes it makes it more Great. fun to be here and uh, 
please check us out on www.podbean our uh, music with a doctor slash podbean dot com let me try again www.musicwithadoctors.podbean.com you can also look on the Kensington Studio Facebook page, and then there will be a link from there. There you go. So this... I think, I think that's all for today. I think that's all for today. Next next week Ooh. will be even more exciting. We have the have Mules. A bunch of crazy, crazy Mules. A bunch of crazy noise rock musicians here who... They're called Mad Mule, and it'll be a very good time to a lot have them out there. So, again, this is Music with the Doctors here at Kensington Studios. I'm Dr. Andrew Grau. And I am Dr. Ethan Feldstein. Have a really nice day.